ignite your passion for God and for his work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. Time now to have our testimony for this morning. Amen. And we have our brother Gabriel. Gabriel Kusi. Put your hands together for Gabriel. Gabriel will give us a testimony this morning. Like I keep saying, your time to give a testimony is just at the next turning. Amen. 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 Good morning. My name is Gabriel. Gabriel AJ. Um, I'm from the Mercy Zone. Pastor, my zonal pastor is uh, Pastor Grace Boyardo. Um, last Friday was definitely a memorable time. I mean, I'll never forget that particular day. For two reasons, for two reasons. One was that throughout the entire day, I was, I, I, I was feeling a very, very sharp and severe pain in my left knee. It was so, so, so severe that I could, I could barely even walk. In fact, because of the pain, I, I thought of making it an excuse for not coming for the Fresh Winds Convention. However, I had to make a choice, and I made a decision that I'll come, no matter the circumstance. So I came, and the pain did not even stop. I thought it was stopped by the atmosphere, but then when I came, it had not stopped. My pastor called me to have a talk with me, and I had to, um, because she was certain, I had to squat and listen to what she was saying, but I could not even squat. The pain was that, that severe. Sometimes when Bishop says, receive it, and you see members jumping to receive I could not jump. I have to use my good right knee or my good right leg to rather jump. And if somebody sees you, you think that you're a reggae artist or something. But the reason why I couldn't jump was because of the pain. The pain. So the pain continued, continued. Then at the tail end of the service, just before we, we just before Bishop prayed for, 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 prayed for us and dispersed us, he, he, he made mention of a scripture. Um, Exodus 23 verse 20. And he told us to stand as we pray using this particular scripture. The moment he told us to stand, I, felt, I noticed that the pain in my knee had vanished. The pain in my knee had vanished. Up till now, up till now, up till now, there is nothing like any pain. I can jump. I can do anything I want to do. And I thank God. I thank God for his goodness and for his mercies. I thank God for, I thank Bishop for, for, for such a fantastic program. Bishop, we thank you so much. Amen. Oh, I can do better. Show you some excitement this morning. Hallelujah. We'll call on. All right. Put your hands together for Pastor Albert Aikens. Oh, somebody show some excitement this morning. Your miracle is on the way. Before this beautiful service ends this morning. I can predict you are about to receive a fantastic breakthrough. Now, if you believe it, be on your feet and give the Lord a shout. 
There is power in this house. Tell the person by you, there is power in this house. Yes, every word that comes out of the mouth of the prophets, believe God, something can change in your life. Oh, I thought you clap. Give a shout of victory unto the Lord as we receive our sister Mary. You can take your seats now.
clap in your hands. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song. I pray that you will go out and find them. God will bless you. Father, we are grateful for the wonderful privilege of being in your presence. Let this time be most refreshing, most strengthening. Grant us guidance through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated, and ladies and gentlemen, Mayurami Oklu.
your hand clap be louder he makes intercessions for you that's the Lord you have what a blessing today I'm sharing with you 25 reasons why you must join to build the mega church. Twenty-five reasons why you must join to build the mega church. The mega church is a big church, a large collection of Christians under a shepherd. Not two or twenty members. The word mega itself suggests something very large. The opposite of micro. The name of your church is the mega church. It means whether you are in a classroom, under a tree, under a canopy, in a drinking bar, that church must live up to its billing and become a mighty church, a large church. Even if it's in a classroom, there is nothing wrong with having five services every Sunday. The era of having one single service is slowly giving away. 
to the era of having multiple services. It's giving way to that era. And that's where we are now. A time will soon come. Only bush pastors will be having one service on a Sunday. You call yourself a pastor. So, you must join. You must join. We are here seeking the blessing of God. I will not even bother to ask how many of you want God to bless you. We all want the blessing of God. One sure way of earning the blessing of God is by serving him. Serving him. Why? Because he is not a fool. You cannot stand by with your arms folded while he is working. And then you come to ask him for a beloved. The people he will minister to are those who join him in the work he's doing. That is why we serve him. Because we want the blessing of God. Exodus 23 verse 25 says, And ye shall serve the Lord. And then he shall bless thy bread and thy water. And I will take sickness away from you. That is why we serve God. One of the thousand reasons why we serve God is that when we serve him, he does something for us that in a thousand years we can never do for ourselves. It is not enough to buy bread. Having the ability to buy bread is not enough. The bread must be blessed. Something you can never do. Nobody has power to bless his bread. You only pray to the father. He is the only one with the capacity to bless your bread. It is not enough to marry a woman. That marriage must be blessed. If it is not blessed, the problems in the marriage can turn a sweet, pretty woman into a witch. And if your wife becomes a witch, you will naturally be a wizard. It is not enough to get pregnant. <laughs> it's not enough to have a child. That child must be blessed. Otherwise, you will sit on your bed one day and 
curse the day you took seed. The blessing of the Lord makes all the difference. That is why we need it. For which reason we commit ourselves to serving him. And ye shall serve. Because as for that one, you can do it. Yes. As for that one, you can do it. And then he will do what you cannot do. It's not enough to buy a car. That car can easily be the reason why your life will end suddenly. It is the blessing of the Lord that gives us divine escapes. So I'm going through these points in the first chapter of this book, The Mega Church. Lighthouse has 10 denominations. Our denomination is the only one with a book to it. Number one, you must join in building a mega church because it is the most appropriate vision for a church member in Christ. It is the most appropriate vision for <laughs> someone could don't disturb me. It is the most appropriate vision for a church member in Christ. In Christ. In Christ, it is the most appropriate vision. Because when you come into the Lord, he takes you and plants you in a church under a pastor. Now, at that point, your life can take on many visions. You can be in church and your vision is to find a husband now, now, now. You can come to a church and your vision is to also have a car that others are driving to church. And your service has wonderful four-wheel drives. Beautiful. Brand new and old new. Be very careful. There is, see, once God has saved you and put you in a church, there is no vision that is more appropriate than the vision to join to build the mega church. And without that vision, the Bible says in Proverbs 29 and verse 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. I tell you that any vision in church, apart from the vision to, to join to build the church, is no vision. Having a vision to grab a husband with your ties and buttocks is no vision. You can get a man in this church. He will beat you to pulp. And I pray you find one. It's my prayer you find one. Since you are not interested in the most appropriate vision. 
when you are connected to something, your vision should be the well-being of that something. Nehemiah was a cupbearer in the king's palace. He served the king. He was okay. He was in captivity, but he was okay. He was in captivity, but he was in the king's palace. Which is the story of all of us. We are all in captivity. Oh yes. We are all in captivity. We are all in different forms of bondages. Ancestral bondages. Financial bondages. Bondages from your personal stupidity. Bondages from your mistakes. Bondages from the mistakes of your parents. Bondages from the, 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 the national canker. Bondages from vampire politicians. Vampire politicians. We are all under bondage. You don't need to be in prison to be under bondage. We are all in captivity. Something has captured us. Yes. Poverty has captured us. No matter who you are, your life could have been better in this country if there were better politicians. Even if you are listening to me and you are a millionaire, you could have been a billionaire. Not everybody in captivity serves in the king's palace. But Nehemiah was in the king's palace. Comfortable. Is it wine? I mean, when the king drinks the wine, and leaves a little under. As you are taking it to the kitchen, you can, you can finish it up for you. <laughs> As he is finished, I mean, eating some of the grapes and you are taking it to the kitchen, you can just inhale the rest. Is it meat? If there was air conditioning those days, he was in an air conditioner. Outside was the heat. Within was the cool, wafting breeze. But because he was tied to Jerusalem, he did not consider his personal well-being as the end of his life's journey. So in verse 2 of Nehemiah chapter 2, the Bible says he stood before the king and the king noticed that this man who had all the food to eat, all the nice things in life to enjoy, was sad. And the king asked him, why is thy countenance sad? Seeing that you are not sick, it is nothing else but sorrow of hearts. And Nehemiah became afraid. Because you must fear. When you are standing in front of a king, with his wine and your face is not looking nice he can kill you because it means you've got bad thoughts no king wants to be served by a non-smiling face let alone a sad looking countenance so he became afraid what can happen to me so his answer is what gives us a glimpse 
of Nehemiah's soul. May it be your soul as well. He said to the king, let the king live forever. It means I don't have any intention of killing you. Live forever, O king. Why should my countenance not be sad when the city, the place of my father's sepulchres, lieth waste and the gates are consumed with fire? Why should I not be sad when there are empty chairs at the back of the church? Why should I not be sad when there are people outside who must be inside and I sit in the church and join messages, atmosphere, and others are lost? Why should I not be sad? His vision transcended the comfort of the palace. His vision was Jerusalem. Because he was spiritually connected to Jerusalem. The bank where you are serving in bondage is not your destiny. Your destiny is here. So you join us to build the church because for a Christian in a church, there is no other vision than to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. For within that prayer is your prosperity. That's why Nehemiah was not afraid in chapter 4 of announcing that the Lord God of heaven will prosper us. Therefore we his servants will arise and build. You sit in church not concerned about whatever is going on. Some of you have good voices. You could join the choir. Some of you can help ushering. You can help with instrumentation. You can do something, but you're not concerned because your vision is not the church. And I'm saying that any vision outside the church is no vision. You'll discover it very soon. You let me go on. Maybe in a few weeks' time, you, you, you hear it well. Number two, you must join us in building the mega church because... By doing so, you connect your life to something with a sure prophetic end. You connect your life to something that has a sure prophetic destiny. I'm not sure of two things. I'm not sure whether where you are working will still exist in a few years' time. And I am also not sure that even if it exists in a few years' time, whether you, you, you yourself will be there in a few years' time. A lot of things we give our energy to don't have any sure destiny. But the church has a sure destiny. The Bible calls it the mountain of the house of the Lord. Micah chapter 4. It's the mountain of the house of the Lord. Job said, though your beginning was small, your latter end, the prophetic end of the church, is that it should greatly increase. I can confidently apply Job 8-7 to the church. I cannot in all confidence apply it to even Bank of Ghana. Yes, because there are nations without any bank of the nation. It's a, there's a bank of a nation, but it does not, it is useless. Because the nation doesn't have any currency. It's just no currency. So 
And if the nation has no currency, what is that? The bank of the nation. What's the bank of Zimbabwe doing? When all they sat there doing was to print one trillion dollars to buy a loaf of bread. As if they are playing Monopoly. Somebody goes to the university, does finance, and gets a job to print. You are sitting in a place whose destiny is sure. Sure. You, you just came. Try reading a few books. You will understand attempts that have been made by kings, emperors, generals to wipe out Christianity. They could not. Because it is founded on a rock. One man, Voltaire, looked at the church and looked and studied trends and prophesied that in a hundred years, the Bible will be extinct. There will be no Bible in a hundred years. Voltaire. Today, the house he stood in to prophesy in a place called Fene Voltaire, Switzerland. That house is used as a printing press for Bibles. Fene Voltaire. Go and see it. It's a printing press for Bibles. You don't joke with church. So when you connect your life into to the church, when you sow into the church, money, time, energy, you are connecting yourself to something with a sure end. Number three, you must join in building the mega church because it will lead you on a journey that will make you grow spiritually. It will lead you on a journey that will make you grow spiritually. And at this point, you, may, you should please allow me to put this in. That the color and the texture of your life is directly related to your spiritual integrity. Not your academic integrity. Not your physical beauty. Not your, not your handsomeness. Not your contacts and contracts. Your life, the integrity, the nature of your life is direct. Whether you will go to jail or not go to jail is connected more to your spirituality. Whether you have a happy marriage or not does not depend on whether you married a wizard or a man who is an idiot or a woman who is a witch. Many women are married to idiots, but they are happy. It's not the man. It is you. It's not the situation around you. It is you. There are people in worse conditions than you are in, but have a smile pasted on their face. It is not the death of your children, the burning down of your house, the destruction of your animals. It is you, Mr. and Mrs. Job, experienced the same calamity. But there were different reactions. Mrs. Job told Mr. Job, 
Why do you still hold on to your integrity as a Christ, as a child of God? Curse God and die. And Job's response said, you speak like one of those foolish women. Read your Bible. You speak as one of those foolish women. From that day, we never heard of Mrs. Job again. Because it is not the death of your child. It's not the loss of your job. It's not the distraction of your business. It is you. You determine the temperature around you. The things around you don't determine the temperature around you. It is you. It is you. It's not a lack of a job that has sent you back to that old boyfriend. Remember, he gave you gonorrhea twice. But you've gone back to him because there's no money. It is you. There are girls who also have no money, but they are sticking with God. When you join in the mega church, it leads to your spiritual maturity. Many people in church don't grow spiritually. Many, many, many people in church been in church for 17 years, 20 years, 6 years, 4 years, 10 years. Most of us here, all we do is just attend church, just attendance. For you, piety is just attendance. Attend. Attend and detend. Attend. Come and go. That's all. No, no. You, you ask yourself, what is there to your life? Spiritually, I mean. I know you have a good job. I know you passed your exams. I'm, I'm asking that spiritually. What is that? Apart from just in and out, what else is there to your life? Even to have your quiet time every day will never happen. All the rest of your life is going to church and coming back, going home, coming, going home. I mean, spiritually. I know you've bought forecasts already, but I'm talking about spiritually. Which is your real life. When you join to build the mega church, it enhances, it accelerates your spiritual maturation. By the way, by the way, there is such a thing as spiritual growth. It's not only your two-year-old child that must grow. It's not only your business that must grow. There is such a thing as growing up spiritually. For when you ought to be teachers, you have need that another should continue teaching you. And even not even anything, but teaching you the first principles. Verse 2. As newborn babies, first Peter 2, desire the sincere milk of the word of God that ye may grow. The growth, your spiritual growth is indexed to your intake of the word of God. And your intake of the word of God without serving him is not something you can depend on. It is when you serve God that you are stimulated to love the word of God. Anybody who is not doing anything for God has no drive to read the word of God. You are only left with scriptures that give you hope. Which by the way are not meant for the likes of you. <laughs> no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. It's not for 
sorry, there's a word that came to my mind. It's, it's not appropriate. Um, today is Sunday, I remember. It's not for people like you. <laughs> I said, no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. It's not for wicked people. I found a nicer word. Wicked people like you. That one can come out. <laughs> it says, it is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. You think God is an idiot? His goodies are for those who say. So when Nebuchadnezzar saw and woke up in the night at dawn to go to the den where he himself had put Daniel, his first question was, Oh, Daniel, has the God whom you serve been able to deliver you? <laughs> has the God whom you serve been able to deliver you? And Daniel's response was great. He said, God has sent me an angel who has shut the mouth of the lions. You may be a fool. God is not a fool. Anybody who takes God to be a fool is a fool himself. He, I'm telling you, he does not just cast. But he is the one who advised us not to cast our pearls before swine. Remember? If you've got precious things, you must descend. Should I give it to this one, or this one, or this one? He told us not to cast our pearls before pigs. He was teaching us that when you have precious things, you must be very careful to whom you direct your resources. He will not have special things and dump it on somebody like you. When you join to build the church, it takes you on a journey of spiritual growth. You grow. I had no intention of being a pastor. By joining, attending camps, going for outreach, I realized that I was even beginning to love the Bible. So a day came, I took my money as a student and bought a day's Bible. Because suddenly, I mean, as I went for outreaches and was sharing here and there, I was a student. I was not a pastor, a deacon, deaconess, an ordinary Christian but just involved in the work of God. I said, wow. I must get a better Bible. Some of you have been in Christ for seven years. You are still using Gideon's Bible. You've been in the Lord for a long time. Your Bible you are using, the end has got drawings of Pharaoh and uh, 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 pyramids and uh, 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 Roman soldiers and uh, 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 pots and vessels and the map of Egypt. You are not growing. So when you go into their lives, you find stinking things. Many of you have come dressed up like whatever, but in your life, things. If I take your phone, some of you, if I take your phone right now, I find pornography. Messages to girls and all time. If I check your music, unbeliever music, because, you, you, and, I, and I'm saying, mommy, I'm saying that there is, it's not only your child who is expected to grow. Spiritually also, you are expected to grow. Desire the sincere mouth. First Peter 2 and verse 2. That ye may grow. There is something called spiritual growing. I mean, if this lady didn't feel like coming to church, 
She has to come to church. Because she's, she's coming to sing. And when she finishes singing and I'm preaching, she can't take her back and say she's going home. So she's forced to sit down. And as she's sitting there, she's imbibing supernaturally anointed words that are coming out of the mouth of an anointed man. And it changes her life. I'm even impressed with you, I will tell you, that you came to church. I'm impressed. Because really, there's nothing that draws you to church. Which makes you a very, very, very unstable person. Because any stressor, any stressor, cuts you off church. But when there's something to do, if you are the one to film, to work on the video camera, and your wife has even beaten you, you will come with plaster on your face. And David said, a day, a day, in your court, is better than a thousand. He said, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to sit at tables with kings, whining and dining, just hanging by the door of the house. But there should be something that should bring you to the door of the house. And that something should be able to bring you, whether you are happy or you are sad, whether you are prosperous or you are not prosperous. That something is the, your involvement that makes you inextricably connected to the destiny of the church. And as you keep coming, you get better. I'm having a good time today. I'm having a very good time. When I say today, I don't mean today as in today's Sunday. I'm enjoying life. Because I'm enjoying my spiritual journey. I am on a journey. Yes. Even if I die and I discover there is no God, there is no Christ, there is no heaven, I just died a death. I am happy with the life I lived on earth. Ha! I mean, of what use is that going about sleeping with girls, getting gonorrhea, urinating, and there is milk coming out, and there is blood. What, 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 what life is that? Drink alcohol till you have suffered from a, 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 um, alcoholic hepatitis. It is worth living this life. It is worth it. It is saying there are many men earning big salaries who could have been rich, very rich, but they are dissipating their resources on pleasures. And all they have now, even though they are earning a lot of money, all they have now are loans. They earn big money and dump it into the bank again. I said, even if there is no God, this life it's a good life. And I love living this kind of life. I think my time is up.
We'll do number four next week. I didn't look at the time. Let's stand to our feet. Let's close, please. Let's stand to our feet. Don't stop clapping. For just 20 seconds. Can you lift your hands and say, Father, draw me into this work. Draw me. Draw me. Draw me into this work. You know, as you are praying, I want to just want to give you the fourth point. He said, you must, one of the reasons why you must join to build a mega church is that many pastors and Christians are deceived into thinking that the work has been done. They are deceived. Pastors are deceived. Christians are deceived that there's no work. It's done. But the work is not done. Look out there. The fields are white. Look there. Men are dying. Souls are crying. Don't be deceived. It's a deception from hell. To keep you spiritually low in temperature. The work has not been done. Join us to do the work. Lift your hands and pray. Just talk to God. Maybe you are here, you are a shepherd. You can do more. You can do more. You can do more. If you are doing nothing, you can do something. Everybody has somewhere he or she starts. Yes. Yes. Win the loss at any cost. The work has not been done. 10,000 people in church on Sunday will not change the fact that the work has not been done. Kalambro Zamande Katinasa. I mean, are you that unfeeling? Are you that callous? Are you that inebriated? No feelings? Uh, you mean all your feelings are for money and prestige and car and high society? No feelings spiritually? You can't sense it. here you are not born again you want to say pastor pray for me i want to be born again please lift up your hand i want to pray for you right now you are not born again you want to give your life to christ lift your hand i want to pray for you right now 
Yes, lift it high. I see your hand. It's your moment. It's your day. Don't let anybody take this from you. It is yours. Lift your hand. I want to pray for you right now. Pastor, I want to be born again. Lift your hand. If your hand is up, come to me now. Come. Come. Quickly, come. Fast. Quickly, come. Fast. your two hands. It's your day. You are giving your life to Christ today. You will never return to follow Jesus. Close your eyes and say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for my salvation. Today, I return to you. I realize I'm a sinner. I'm dirty. Please cleanse me. Please have mercy on me. And please lead me to the cross. I'll walk with you from today and forever. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend. Keep listening and keep living passionately for God. 